think that's us saying that we win. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're so good to see everybody out tonight. We welcome y'all to the <coughs> church tonight. We can praise and worship God. Welcome to our online viewers and podcast listeners. We're so glad you're here tonight. Amen. Uh, Brother Brian, will you open us tonight? Father God, we thank you for your great blessings of love and mercy. Lord, we thank you for just caring for us. And uh, Lord, we look forward to uh, the word that is going to be shared tonight, Father God, that it would touch our hearts that we can use throughout this week. We thank you for this opportunity to be here in your house, to magnify and glorify your name, Father. And uh, we just thank you for uh, all the continuing blessings that you place in our lives, Lord, and taking care of those needs of healing and ministering to our hearts and spirits, Father God. And uh, Lord, we lift this time up to you in your precious son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to enter into praise and worship and lift him as his name up tonight. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? (laughs) Okay. Guides me on my journey, 
feels like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. give our, our best we serve an extraordinary God and we're going to give him extraordinary <laughs> praise and worship hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah. hallelujah thank you Jesus and he was praying too thank you Jesus thank you Jesus yes 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 bring him in Jesus hallelujah this ain't no ordinary
God to serve is greater than the ordinary. God, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and He is here tonight. So if you need something from Him tonight, He is here to meet that need tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for your freedom, Jesus. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. If you're tired and you are thirsty, there is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. Shower. 
Let's give the Lord a big hand. Praise you, Jesus. Let's lift him up today. He's here to meet every need here today. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, God, and worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. We lift you up, Lord. Because Oh! 
play tonight. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give the guys a, and the gals, the guys and the gals, a big hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was fixing to say I had to get out of my harness and stuff back there, but that's all beside the point now. I had to get rid of this thing. But anyway, we are so glad that you fought the elements of the rain and stuff and come on in to worship tonight. And I think some of you have got your payday tonight. Amen. You've been more than blessed, and we're just thankful for all of you that's here. Amen. Used to be an old song. I've sung it a couple of times. It's raining on the outside. Come on in this house. It's raining on the outside. Come on in this house. It's raining in the on the outside. Come on in this house. Come on into the house of the Lord. Amen. So we want the rain to fall down here, and it's done fell some already. And I believe it, we're not finished yet. Amen. Brother Jeff, do you have that card tonight? Come up here and read it real quick. He's got a card from Charlie that we want to read. Yeah, y'all remember Charlie Moore, and we gathered up some money and put on his books, and he sent us a thank you card with a little note. I'm not going to read the whole note, but what he wrote in the card right here, he said, Jeff, I want to thank you for everything. I have food that I can eat and that stays down. Tell everyone hi and that I am praying for all my brothers and sisters. I want them to keep praying for me. I have a job in here now. God is good to me, even in here. I work 12 hours a day in the laundry room, and it makes the time go by fast. Well, brother, can't wait to see all of you. Thank you, Jeff. Really, I was hungry in here, but I am going to eat good tonight. Love always, Charlie. So thank you all so much. Thank you all. Praise the Lord. We are blessed to bless others. Amen. No matter where they're at. Amen. And we just believe in God's going to do things for him. He's already begun to. You know, he's talking about, you know, him having a job and God's doing good. You know, he brings it to Joseph, you know. He couldn't get him down. Amen. Anytime something was going to set back for him, what did he do? For wherever it was at, he'd come up front. Amen. That's the way the children of God are. You can't push them back. Amen. If you're within God's will and, and obeying him the way he's supposed to, he's going to he's gonna take care of you and put you where you need to be. Amen. And we're so thankful to have Brother David with us tonight. Uh, Miss Jackie and Nathan not being with him, but they, I think he said they've had three, three or four showers today and they felt like they was clean. Amen. And it is hard to get for them to get Nathan in and out, so they tried to get him, keep from him getting soaked, but the last time that didn't happen, so 
But anyway, would you just thankful for him coming tonight? And we're not gonna we're not gonna hang around here and do a, a whole lot. We're just gonna let the word come forth tonight. Amen. God's blessing is flowing. We had a great service this morning. And praise the Lord, brother David. I was even able to preach this morning. So that tells you how much anointing was here. Amen. So you you've got you've got a good place to get started tonight. Amen. So amen. So brother David, come on and bless us with whatever God's given us. I love your pastor. He's a good guy. And I tell you what, known him longer than some of y'all been here. But uh, maybe most of you, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. But the older I get, the more I find. <laughs> Amen. Oh, anyway. I just, uh, I don't hardly know where to go. I, I, y'all were singing, and, and man, it's just a blessing. I, y'all shouldn't quit on my, my account. You should have kept right on. I tell you, it was a true blessing tonight. But um, when y'all were doing that amazing grace there at the last of it stuff, and I, I don't know why the scripture came to my mind. This is not anything really in one way to do with the message, but maybe it is too. But in Psalms 46, verse 10, the Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. Amen. And uh, I, we were talking about uh, Ukraine, and, and I actually prophesied this verse. See, if you don't understand that, I'll say this. Go to Revelations 19 and 10. And it says that the, uh, let me just turn over, I'll read it to you, because I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> I don't want to read the whole thing, but there's part of it. Well, I know what it says. It says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when you quote words, you quote God's word, not just something that you talk about. When you quote God's word, you're prophesying. Amen. It, you read it, 19 and 10. So I, I actually, the Lord told me to prophesy that, that verse and a couple others over the situation in Ukraine. And when I got home, I had a little news link that would pop up updates on this and up on that. And there was an update that came in on Ukraine that said that a Russian soldier was overheard saying, we are disoriented. We don't know which way to shoot. We don't know who to shoot. Amen. Tanks are running out of gas in the middle of the road. Amen. One guy with a tractor was dragging a tank off. You know, I mean, there ain't no tractor like I got. It was a tractor. I mean, it was a big tractor. But anyway, we, we, we hear of all these things. And so we need to be still and know that he is God. He's still in control, amen. And when it means be still, that's like when it says to wait on the Lord. That don't mean to sit down and not do anything, amen. That means to occupy until he comes. You be busy. But what we need to do is we need to quit trying to do everything on our own and figure it out our way and then go into the Lord at the very last minute and say, I need your help, amen. Why don't we start with him first, amen, and let him show us what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing and how we can do it and can't do it, and we'll accomplish a whole lot more. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, the spirit is thick in this house tonight. My Lord. I just saw some of the folks over there praying, and I don't know exactly who was supposed to be getting prayed for, but I saw one sister that I think she was praying for another sister, and the next thing I know, the other sister must have put up a whammy shield or something because it backed over and hit her, and I thought, Lord, she's going down before the other one does. Amen. I love it. I love it. Amen. 
Y'all just let the Lord have his way in your heart tonight. Don't wait on me. The altar is open for my part. I appreciate Brother Sam for letting me having the liberty to stand here. I thought at first he was just thinking, boy, how can I get them to listen to me more? I'll get somebody that's really bad to come and preach, and then they'll listen to me and think, hey, he's not so bad after all. Is anyway, but now that after he's talking about how good the service was this morning, not just Brother Sammy, but others of you, I guess, well, maybe that ain't the reason. But anyway, I just want to share with you what the Lord put on our heart, and, and I'm going to read something out of the Old Testament, and then I'm going to read something out of the New Testament, and I'm going to go back to the Old Testament, because I'm going to tell you what, in the world that we live in right now, the uncertainty that we're facing, we don't know, you know, everybody, some people say, oh, this is nothing to do with the end times, some say that this is the beginning of the end times with Russia invading Ukraine, I don't know, we'll see. All I know is that my Bible tells me that God has spared me from the wrath to come. All I know is that one of these days he's going to call me by my new name. Amen. All I know is one day gravity's going to lose its hold on me and I'm going up. Amen. And if I don't go up and I go by the clods and they cover me with the dirt, that's okay because then I'll get a six-foot head start on you when the trumpet does sound. Amen. Because the Bible said we'll be caught up together in the air to be with him. Amen. And forever we're going to be with the Lord. Amen. So, so you know, don't feel sorry for me. The only part, some people say, oh, they're sleeping. They're sleeping. Well, this old body be sleeping, but I'm not. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm not going to be sleeping around my Jesus. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Ah, well, Malachi, if you got your Bibles or your phones or your iPads or whatever, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, and I've, I've got them down here, so I won't have to be flipping. Maybe we'll be a little bit quicker, quicker. but I will go to the Lord in prayer real quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll see what the Lord has to say. Again, y'all mind the Lord tonight, amen, and, and I will just don't worry about me, amen. Y'all, Brother Sammy, you need me to step down. You need come, you, y'all just, you won't hurt my feelings at all. Mind the Lord, okay? Y'all going to do that for me? All right, all right, you promise? All right, you're in the Lord's house. Don't be caught lying. Amen. All right. I'll tell you what. Do this for me. Do this for me. Stand up on your feet just for a second. I, I had a brother do this one time, and it blessed my heart so. I just, you know. Now, look at your neighbor or somebody close to you and tell them that you're the best-looking thing I've seen all day. All right. All right. After a while, when we give the altar call, I expect a bunch of up here because some of you did just lie. You know you did. Amen. Amen. Stan, we'll go ahead and read this word. This is Malachi chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, if you don't mind. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against the false swearers, against those, um, excuse me, who oppress the hireling, his, his wages, the widow, and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Before I read the next verse, I'm not here to preach a, 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 I guess I am too, but not an evangelistic message, not to try to tell you to come and you need to get saved, you need to get saved. If the Lord takes it that way, we'll go that way. But one thing that I will say that the Lord is after, he's after our idols. He's coming to get our idols. We need some Josiahs in this day and time that we live. 
We need young men and women, old men and women, boys and girls, like that little one that come and prayed, amen, for his daddy. Amen. We need people that will not only take down the groves and the idols that are around town, but they'll go up on top of the hill, amen, and cut them down. They're going to get rid of all of them. You see, every time that somebody come along before Josiah, they'll leave a few. They'd take out some of them, but they wouldn't get all of them. Josiah said, I want all of them. Rebecca, you know, I don't know if she was thinking she'd help Laban out whenever she sold the idols and took them and put them in the tent and hit them, you know, and said she couldn't get up where she was sitting. And, 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 and Laban's there looking for his idols, and Jacob don't know nothing about it. But you know what? God's coming for the idols. Amen. And I heard this said not too long ago. You know, they're going to holler, Jesus is here and Jesus is there and Jesus is everywhere. When you hear them say he's over there, don't go over there because that's not him. But I'm going to say one more thing. I heard it spoke recently and I mentioned it to our church this morning. Is the Jesus that you're serving tonight the Jesus of the Bible? Is he, or is he some washed down version that you have that, you know, like I told the church this morning, it's okay for your sins but not anybody else's sins. Have you made him something that's going to fit on your shelf and be something that, you know, will work for you and not have one bit of condemnation or one bit of, of, of conviction in your life? Now, if that's the Jesus you serve, you need to come to the altar, amen. You need to find repentance. He, he's not the Jesus that the Muslims talk about. He is Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, amen. And he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. He is all I need, amen. And I need the Jesus of the Bible, not my Jesus. Amen. No, I'll tell you what we need in this world today with everything in the between the virus and between uh, these mandates here and the mandates there and between the supply chain and things going up and things falling down and everything seems like it's going around all around the world. We don't know which way to turn. It's this way, it's that way. There's so much inconsistency. What you need is something that's consistent, amen? And what I want to talk to you tonight about is a God that you can depend on. Amen, amen. Uh, verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The reason that we're not consumed tonight is because of God's grace. The reason we're not already destroyed and gone to a devil's hell is because of God's grace. Amen. The reason that those that are demonic and headed towards hell aren't already in hell tonight is because of God's grace. Because he's extended time, I feel like, just a little bit to give them that opportunity to come to the saving knowledge. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just feel you here tonight. Sweet Holy Ghost, have your way. Touch each and every one that's gathered here. May, Lord, you use us as your mouthpiece. Let us speak words that you want spoken, not what we choose, dear Lord, but what would be here to edify, to lift up, and to glorify your name and bless those in the sound of our hearing, dear Lord, that it might help them. In Jesus' name, amen. You might be seated. Amen. I'm going to try to get on into this, but you know, there's, a, there's an old poem, I don't know why, but there's a song that the Booth brothers sing called He Saw It All, and it talks about a blind man, how he saw all this stuff, and talks about, you know, if, you, if you've ever heard a song, it's really a good song, and every time I think of that song, I think about an old poem that I learned back in school, amen, and the things I learned in school are not necessarily the things that they taught me in school, it's just stuff that I learned. But I know I've got at least two brothers in here that probably remember this poem. And when y'all start thinking about the other poem that we learned in school, remember you're in church, and that's not the one I'm quoting. All right? But how many of y'all remember this? It said, one bright day in the middle of the night, 
two dead boys got up to fight. Back to back, they faced each other, drew their swords, and shot each other. The deaf policeman heard the noise and ran to save the two dead boys. And if you don't believe this lie is true, ask the blind man. He saw it too. Amen. Now, how could that be? How could, dead, how could the dead rise? I'll tell you how. He's the first, amen. He made the way. He conquered death, hell, and the grave, amen. He's got the keys to it now. Matter of fact, my Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, amen. The devil doesn't even have a key to lock the door, amen, because Christ is taking it away from him. Death has no power over us anymore. The grave has no power over us anymore because when I'm through with this body, I'm leaving this body, amen, and they can lay this wherever they want to or do whatever they want to with it because when the trumpet sounds and when Jesus calls me out by my new name. I'm going to be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye with that glorified body, amen. We'll all go up to be me. Mm. You see, God is a consistent God. The Old Testament, we just read it. He said, I'm God, I change not. What did he do in the Old Testament? He did a lot of good things, amen. What does he even tell us in his word? He said, if you being evil know how to give your children good gifts, amen, what can our heavenly Father do for us? Amen. He don't wish bad things on you. Amen. He doesn't. He doesn't. But, you know, that's Old Testament. What's the New Testament say? Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We serve a consistent God. We serve a God, amen, that doesn't slumber or sleep. We, we serve a God that knows what's best for us, and he has the best in our heart, and he'll do anything that he can to help us. Why? Because we're his children. Amen. And, and so here he is. He's a God that we can depend on. And unless the Lord changes me, I, listen, I'm going to get into this, but I'm going to just give you a heads up a little bit. I feel led tonight to pray for you. Amen. I feel led tonight, as long as Brother Sammy doesn't mind, to anoint you and pray for you. Everybody wants to come up. I got my mask. If you want me to put a mask on, be glad to. It won't hurt my feelings a bit. But I want you to think about one thing that you want to pray for because I want to be specific when we pray. I want to be specific. Everybody here probably has something they need to be healed of. I'm getting way, way, way ahead of myself. It could be a physical healing. It could be a soul healing. It could be hurt that you need to be healed over. Somebody's hurt you. It could be disappointment that you need help to get past. I don't know what it is, but I believe the Lord wants to do something in each and every one of your lives tonight if you'll let him. Amen. So let me go on and get on to this. But so if we know for sure that God is the same uh, and he doesn't change and we know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We got something that we can get excited about because in Exodus chapter 15 to verse 26, it says, And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ears to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Amen. See, we got things to do. You can't live like hell and go to heaven. I don't care what some people will tell you. Some people say, I've been saved. I've been baptized. I was baptized into the body. Amen. And I heard a brother say this the other night. You can say, I love God, but if you're out running around all over the place with everything that will run with you, if you're drinking and putting everything in your body that you can put in your body, you're shooting stuff into your veins that you're going to be shooting, you don't love God. If you won't come to his house and worship him and give him the glory and the honor and the respect, amen, don't tell me that you're going to heaven. Amen. 
because when he saved me, he changed me. I'm still as ugly as ever. I still talk as bad as ever. I don't mean the cuss words now. Amen. I'm talking about murdering the English language. Amen. I'm good about that. Some people even tell me I got an accent. Some of them say, y'all like I'm from Alabama or, or I'm somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, I just think, well, if you hang around long enough, we'll get you talking right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But in Exodus chapter 15, 26, that last little part says, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Listen, God wants to save you and he will save you, but you've got to come. Amen. When he draws you. If you don't come, he can't save you. Amen. Because he's asking you to come. And if you want the benefits and the, all the good things that come with serving the Lord, amen, you need to keep his commandments. You need to follow him. You need to walk with him because I'm going to promise you he is not a God that will let you down. Amen. He is not a God that will come up short. It's not a God that no, he cares not enough because it's a little problem and it's not a God that it's, the problem is so big that he can't take care of it. Amen. But that's the Old Testament. He was talking to the Israelites. See, what, 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 preacher, what about the New Testament? Oh, don't, don't you just, Lord help me, if there's any here, I'm going to get whipped. But, don't you just love these people that say, I'm a New Testament Christian. I read the New Testament. We don't need the Old Testament. Well, guess what? You're missing a whole lot of Jesus if you don't read the Old Testament. Amen. Did you know that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, it says there was none lame among them? There was not a feeble one that every one of them was made whole for the journey? Well, Jacob wrestled with somebody all night. Abraham talked to somebody that he worshipped and negotiated with uh, the, about Sodom and Gomorrah. I, this is not in the notes, folks. It negotiated about you know, destroying the Sodom and Gomorrah while the two angels went down and took care of it. Don't. I can't read my Old Testament without seeing Jesus. <laughs> and I can't read the New Testament without all of it being revealed. Amen. It just, you can't have one without the other. So all you people out there that hate me now, I'm sorry. Just hate on. Amen. But let's go to the New Testament. In Luke chapter 7, verse 22. I love this verse. John was in prison. And when he was in prison, he sent some of his disciples to go and ask Jesus, Are you the one? Or do we look for another? Now, you've got to remember back at the start of the, the, the Gospels there, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. And, and he said, I must decrease so he might, he might increase. I'm not unworthy to tie his shoes. And now John says, ask him if he's the one. You see, sometimes things get tough. And sometimes they get hard. But this is what Jesus said. Listen, let me just tell you this tonight before I read the other. If God doesn't answer your prayer when you want him to, if God doesn't answer your prayer the way that you want him to, or if you're still waiting on the answer you feel like to your prayer, listen, he told John, and this is, not, this is Matthew, this is something I wanted to share with you, 11 in verse 6, it says, And blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. What he's doing in a nice way, he's saying, John, I can't get you out of prison. Oh, he could, but he said, I'm not getting you out of prison. See, John had to decrease that Jesus might increase. Or they might think that Jesus is one of John's disciples. John had done his appointed work. 
and it was time for John to receive his eternal reward. And so I think after that, he said, okay, I remember now, I remember, I was supposed to be clothed in the spirit of Elijah, and I was supposed to make the way, the spirit of Elijah, and make the way, and I've done that. So just because Jesus hasn't answered you like you think you should, don't be offended in him because he sees what you don't see. He knows what you don't know. You see, you see, if you're sitting in a train track and you see the cars in front of you going by, tum, 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 tum. but what you don't see is the beginning. Even if you were there when it started, you don't see the beginning of that train. You don't know where it's headed, amen, except that direction. The end of the cars are still back there, and you're thinking, is it ever going to end? I thought they could only block this for 10 minutes. How come, you know, the, but you know what? God saw the train before it's ever put on the track. The Lord saw the front of the train. He saw the end of the train. He knows the beginning from the end. He's Alpha and Omega. Amen. He's the first and the last. And he knows it all. And here's the thing. He knows your beginning. He knows your ending. He knows what all's going on in the middle. And he knows what's best. And there may be some reason it didn't get answered when you wanted it to. Maybe not the way you wanted it to. Or maybe we're just getting a little impatient and we can't pray for 21 days like Daniel and wait for it to come. Well, Lord, it didn't come on the first day. It didn't come on the second day. But you know what? There was a battle going on to get the answer to him, but it was heard right then. And God, in his wisdom, answered it the way he should. Okay. Now, Old Testament, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee. John sent his disciples to see Jesus. This is Luke chapter, 22, chapter 7, verse 22. Then Jesus said, see, after they got there, Jesus did a few things. Amen. I'm not reading all the things he did. But he did some stuff. And in what he tells them, go your way. Go on. Tell John what you've seen. Tell John what you've heard. Tell John that the blind see. The deaf policeman heard the noise, ran the same two books. What about the blind man? Ask the blind man. He saw it too, right? He saw it all. Tell him that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Somebody ain't hearing me tonight. The dead are raised and the poor is They've got the gospel preached to them. Go tell everybody. You know what? Hey, something happened here tonight already over here. Amen. Something happened over here. Something happened in some other places around here tonight. Something happened here this morning. Amen. I done heard about what. Something happened at different places this morning. And what you need to do is you need to go tell them what happened. Amen. Be a witness for Jesus. Amen. Somebody gets healed, you tell them somebody got healed. So a blinded eye is open, you tell them a blinded eye is open. A deaf ear is open, you tell them a tongue that has been tied and couldn't speak and is loose now and can speak, you tell them about it. Amen? Go tell John. Go tell him what you saw. Go tell him what you heard. There's a world full of Johns out there that need to hear the story of what Jesus has done, what you have seen, what you have heard, what you believe, what you're holding out for because God is not a man that he might lie. Amen? See, in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, it tells about this person that nobody wants to know anything about because they don't want to read the Old Testament. It says, but he was wounded. Who? He was. Who's he? Jesus. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. I just got I gotta believe it. I gotta walk on. Well, the doctor's report said this. Yeah, but my Bible says this. Amen. I hadn't seen it yet. Don't matter. Whose report are you going to believe? Amen. Come on now. The Lord said that he'll fix that leg and that knee will be and you walk out of the doctor's office and you're still doing this. Amen. But you know what? You don't go sit down and just start rubbing it, put a little liniment on it, you know, and say, oh, my knee. It's not better yet, you know, all this. All. No, you just go on out and say, I'm healed. I'll tell you some stories in a little bit. I'll tell, I'm getting around to the good stuff. I'm just going through the stuff, getting to the good stuff. Y'all hang on. Hang on with me just a little while. But see, we see in the Old Testament that he says, with his stripes we are healed. First Peter 2 and 24, for all you New Testament Christians, it says, who in his own self, who's he? Jesus, amen. He bore our sins in his body, in his own body, on the tree, that we being dead to sin had no way out of it, amen. The law didn't make a provision for redemption. It just lets you know that you're a sinner and a bad one. Amen. And if that's what I'm judged on, I got not a chance. But I'm not going into the courtrooms of heaven by myself. Amen. I'm going in with the blood applied. I'm going in with my advocate. Amen. I'm going in with the righteous Lord beside me. Amen. But Peter says that we were dead to sins. That we were dead to sins. Amen. Being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Hello. Old Testament. Isaiah is looking to the cross. He's looking toward that cross saying there's a Savior coming. He's going to die on that cross. He's going to make a way for our sins. And by his stripes we're healed. It's through him and through him only. There is no other way. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen. But what we see where Isaiah is looking forward, old Peter, he's looking back at the finished work on the cross and the atonement that was made for you and I because of what our Lord and our Savior did for us. Y'all are just going to praise the Lord. I mean, I believe I'm preaching better than y'all acting. Amen. I know I ain't preaching good, but the scriptures I'm reading are word. And that word right there is shouting ground. Amen. No matter how it's delivered. You see, in times past, now the New Testament is going to talk about the Old Testament. It says God at sundry times, in other words, at various times, at different times, God uh, used various ways, or it says in divers, King James Version, diver manners, spake in a time past to the fathers by the prophets. Now, in the old time, that's, as you wonder where that is, that's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. So, in other words, you know, you had the Samuels, you had uh, David's, and you had the Isaiah's, and you had Elijah and Elisha, and different ones that God spoke to. He spoke to them. Sometimes he would speak to them, you know, in a still small voice. Sometimes it might be like thunder when he talked to Moses on the, the, the mountain. It could be different ways, but God spoke different times. And, but, you know, even though when he did want to talk to the people, the people said they were too scared and they just wanted Moses to go up and talk. And I believe that's the way most people are today. Y'all remember that old song that Furlan Husky used to sing? Just walk on by, wait on the corner. 
I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. Amen? That's the way we want our Lord to be. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. But please don't make me have to testify in front of anybody. I love you, but let's just pretend like, you know, we just passed by. No. I don't know why I did that. No. But anyway, but God used to just talk to them certain ones at certain times. He didn't talk to everybody. And like I said, I guess that's why I did because the children of Israel didn't really want to. They were scared. Boy, did we mess up so many times in the past, and have I messed up since then. But verse 2 in Hebrews chapter 1 says, Now he talked to the prophets, to the fathers, to the prophets. But now it says, Hath in these last days. Did you notice that said last days? Last days. About 2,000 years ago, last days. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. I don't know when he's coming, but he's coming. Matter of fact, Jesus said, I don't even know when I'm coming, but I know I'm coming. Amen. I told the church this morning, when you least expect it is kind of what we talked about this morning. See, you, you think, I'll get ready in time. I'll get things worked out in time. I'll make everything right between. But when you least expect it, you know, when, you, when you're going to do it, maybe next week when you go to church and you least expect it, the big truck comes around the corner and runs over you and kills you. Amen. You fall off a ladder because you miss a rung and you hit the ground and the ground's harder than you thought it was and you're dead. Amen. All of a sudden, you're feeling pretty good and everything's going good, and then you get that hard pain in your chest. Amen. They're shutting me off already. Anyway, hit that, hit that chest, and all of a sudden, the heart says, I'm tired. Boom. I quit. And you're out. And you, before you even expect it, you see, that's the reason we got to be ready. And that's the reason, you know, that, that's what the Bible's saying that he used to do that. But now, in these last days, he spoke to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds. Not anything that was made was made without him. Amen. Amen. And to those that will love him and keep his commandments, amen, those that will take him as their Lord, he gave them the power to become the sons of God, an heir of God, an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Amen. That's what we've got. Amen. That's what the world doesn't have. Amen. And I'll tell you what, if the world was right and there was no heaven, and the world was right and there was no hell. Amen. I'll tell you what, I'm still happy that I lived the way I did and die finding out I was wrong than I would to believe like that and die and find out, hey, he was right after all. But I know it's real. Amen. Because this is Old Testament, New Testament. Isaiah 40 says, The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Take it to the bank, baby. It's there. I mean, come on now. What we have, and what I'm trying to tell you, is you have a God that you can depend on. You have a God that loves you that gave his very own son. He went to the cross and died for you in your place. Listen, that was your cross he hung on. Amen. I love there's a song called Mercy. I don't know if y'all know or not, but anyway, it talks about how uh, it was on my cross where my Savior hung, and it's in the grave where I, my sins are buried. See, I should have been buried in there. I was sinful, still not perfect by a long way, but because of what Jesus did instead of me being buried, amen, my sins are buried. So what are we supposed to do, preacher? Well, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient. This is what Jesus said, not me. It's expedient that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'll send him unto you. 
Then he says in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, teaching him to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Okay, here we go. Contradiction time. Jesus said he's got to go away. But then he turns right around and he says, I'm with you always. How can he do that? Well, number one, he's God. Amen. Number two, what he is saying that I've got to go. Listen, Jesus could have done anything he wanted to, when he wanted to, and how he wanted to. He's always God. He's always been God. He'll always be God. But when he was here on this earth, he took the time to limit himself and put himself in a robe of flesh and walk among us. And you'll see that wherever he was, that's where he was. Now, he walked through the crowds, and they didn't recognize him. When they was getting ready to kill him, he'd keep on walking, but he was still there, and he walked through. But after the crucifixion and after the resurrection, the two on the road to Emmaus were sitting there with him, amen. They still didn't know who he was, but when he broke the bread, they saw who he was, and he vanished, amen. The apostles, most of them all except for, you know, Judas Iscariot, which already killed himself, and for Thomas, who wasn't there for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe it was raining too much, and he stayed home that night. But anyway, I, all I know is that they're in there, and he said, I got to see him. I won't believe you at all. All of a sudden, Jesus walks through the wall. Now, he was doing more, but wherever he was, there he was. But do you know what? Some people say, well, you believe Jesus? Man, I heard this the other night. I believe it was Brother Johnson that shared it. said, Jesus still lives in the world in the flesh, not Jesus himself. But what did he say? It's expedient that I go away that the comforter might come. You know who lives inside you? The Spirit of the Lord lives inside you, doesn't he? Amen. He's not here in the flesh, but he's in the flesh. Amen. And that's the reason he said the things that you see me do, you'll do, and you'll do greater. Why? Not because I'm Christ by any means, but because he lives in me. Amen. And the Spirit is greater in me than he that's in the world. Amen. And when I say, Lord, let me be a vessel that you use. Lord, let me be a conduit that can be used. Get me out of the way and you come on out. Amen. Amen. And it's the book of Acts says you'll receive that power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Some people won't ever say Holy Ghost anymore. They're scared of it, I guess. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. You have a God. I read all the Old Testament, New Testament, and the reason I did that in case it's anybody that doesn't look at the Old Testament. And also for the simple fact to show you how the Old Testament and New Testament, they back each other up. Amen. You look at how one says and the other says. Every one of those I read was the Old Testament and New Testament. Amen. And the Old Testament said this, and the New Testament, Jesus said, I'm come to do the work of my Father. Amen. Boy, I love it. In, in Matthew, I believe it is, when he's baptized and you see the Spirit of the Lord, uh, the dove hand, sitting on him, and John hears a voice from heaven, says that this is my beloved son and my, I'm well pleased. I believe that's in Matthew. I may flip these around, but if you go over to Mark, the voice says, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. So you've got to take both stories. They're not contradicting each other, but Jesus, he was, what God was saying is, he has all power in heaven and in earth. He has all authority. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mount of Transfiguration, hear ye him. Hear 
what the Lord has to say to you. Let me just tell you some stories. Now, I'm going I'm to close, but I just I don't feel like I've got that out like I should. But I want you to know, all I'm trying to tell you tonight is that God does not change. In the Old Testament, he said, I'm the Lord, the God that healeth thee. I'm the one that heals you. Amen. And in the New Testament, Jesus said, go tell John. The lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, the dead are raised. And the gospel is preached. Amen. The Old Testament tells us by his stripes we are healed. We know that. And then Peter says, by his stripes you were healed. It's a done deal. Amen. It's a done deal. If it don't happen, though, don't get offended. Just keep holding on. We walk by faith and not by sight. But I want to tell you about the God that we serve and the God that we can depend on. And these are just some little short stories I want to share with you. Because we were talking the other night. We were having prayer at our church, and we have some folks that come from another church, and one of the other brothers was there. And I don't know how it was, but we were talking. There were some little kids that come to the prayer night too. Dad brings them, and he makes sure that they're there because he wants them to see what it's like when people come and pray. Amen. One's uh, about six years old, and the other one is maybe almost two years old. Man, two years old. And he wants them there. And that's good. I mean, that's real good. But the, uh, one of the other brothers that was there, we were talking, and he was talking about the kids, and he said, I was in church one time, and he said his wife was singing in the choir, and he said, I got to hurt, and he had had some heart issues. And he said, I got to hurt, and said, I was hurting real bad. And said, I said, boy, since since she comes out of that choir, we've got to leave. I've got to go somewhere. I've got to get to the hospital or to the doctor or somewhere. I'm, I'm hurting. So this little kid come up to him. I believe it was a little boy. He said, wasn't over, maybe about two years old. You know, maybe about the size of that little one there. I don't know, but we just talking a little bit. Come up to him and said, I will play for you. He said, I didn't understand what he said. And he said, what would you say? And he said, I will play for you. He said, he looked over to his granddaddy that was sitting out there other in the aisle. and said, what did he say? He said, he said he wants to pray with you. He said, I said, okay, son, go ahead and pray. You mind if I pray with you? And he said, okay. He said, that little fellow laid his hand on his leg and started praying. And he prayed for him. And then he went on back about his way. And he said, I'm sitting there and I'm, th I'm thinking, well, I'm starting to feel better. Amen. And he said, they was finishing up in the choir. And he said, then by the time uh, his wife said, come and sit down with me, he said, I got the feeling so good. said, I didn't go anywhere. said, I stayed. said, I wasn't leaving that. I wasn't leaving that. Listen, the anointing was there. The presence was there. The power of the Lord was there. And he went back the next week to the doctor, and they ran the heart cath to check him, and they told him, Sir, this is the best you've ever looked. Amen. We see nothing in there. Well, anyway, amen. And then there was another brother. This is, this is the same guy telling me a story. He's got a younger brother that's a preacher now. And when he was small, he was epileptic. And so he would have seizures. And he said, you know, hadn't anything been done. They seemed like they couldn't get him to stop. And this brother lived over in Slaughter's, done gone on to be with the Lord now. He said the Lord, he was out plowing and still had mules. I mean, it's been a few years ago. And he said that, that the Lord told him to go pray for that baby. 
And he, he just hitched the mules, took off, told his wife, said, we got to go. I got to pray for that baby. They left Slaughter's, went to St. Charles, got to St. Charles. And the dad of that baby was a preacher. And this fellow was a deacon. So don't think that the preacher's got something on you, okay? Because you're, you're not a pastor. You're not a preacher. You're not an evangelist. You're a child of God. Amen. That's all matters. That's all matters. So anyway, he said, now I'm going to talk about how the devil will try your faith. He said that he went there and he told me, he said, I want, I'm supposed to pray for that baby. He said they were getting ready to leave to go to a prayer meeting. He said, well, you want to go to church with us? You know, it's having their Wednesday night service. He said, okay. Him and his wife went to church. said he reached over and picked the little baby up, little baby boy, put him in his arms. said he prayed and said he walked and carried that baby, tears running down his face and praying and crying over that little child. And finally, when he felt like he was finished praying, he gave him back to his mama. And then the, the, the fellow told me he said it was the next day I believe it was he said me and my dad his dad was a great man of faith amen a preacher and I mean even when he was to the point to where he had dementia so bad you couldn't understand anything that he was saying his grandson told me he said I got to looking for Papa one day and said I went down the hall and said he was in his bedroom on his knees talking to God amen Listen, I'm going to guarantee you that my Lord didn't have any trouble understanding anything that he was saying even though nobody else knew him and the Lord had a good relationship, amen, and he knew where to go, amen, but anyway, he said that me and dad had gone to the store, and said we were coming back, so there's a little bridge there that you had to come over to get to where they were, said mama come running out, said she had the baby in her arms, she said he's doing it again, he's having a seizure right now, said my dad threw up his hands, and he said that's the end of it, it's done, there's not going to be any more. You see, devil was trying him, thinking, oh, it's not any good. Prayer didn't answer that. But he said, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord, amen. And he stood on it. And to this day, the man's older than I am, and he's not had any more seizures. You see, there's a God that you can depend on. Amen. Amen. And then... He's talking about another lady that his dad went to see in the hospital. They wanted to come. They had her unhooked from everything because they said she didn't, she's not going to make it. There's not any hope. Said, but said, you know, we just unhooked her. She's, she's going to be leaving real soon. And her sister had said, when he came in the room, said, the first thing he did, he threw them hands up. He came over and he prayed for her. He went back to see her a little bit later in the hospital, like a few days later. For some reason or another, she was still alive. And this time they had her hooked up on stuff. They had just unhooked it the other day since she was leaving. They hooked it back up and said, she's made a turn. <laughs> and then he went to see her again. But he didn't go to the hospital to see her. He went to her house. Yeah. She was mopping the kitchen floor. Yeah. <laughs> Two more. And I'll close. I promise. I promise. You may not beat the Baptist to Dairy Queen, but maybe the crowd will be over before you get there. <laughs> Amen. There was a lady. Now, this is one that I'm, I'm a witness to, and I'll tell you why I guess I did that. I don't know. But a dear lady who was a member of the church we pastored, her mother was in the hospital, and her mother wasn't doing well at all. And her name was Sister Hall. And uh, anyway, we uh, from over in Caldwell County. And uh, anyway, so I went, uh, went over to see him. And this sweet little lady was laying in that bed in a fetal position. Didn't know anybody was around. Didn't know anybody was there. 
And I went in to pray with her. Her daughter was there in my cell. And Mama was all curled up, like I said, in that fetal position. But her, one of her feet was hanging out from under the cover just a little bit. I reached down, got hold of her big toe, and I prayed for her. Amen. Did you know the next time I saw that lady, she was waiting near everybody and was doing real well? And do you know that she lived several years past that? It wasn't anything that I did other than be obedient to the Lord. Amen. But the Lord is a God that I can depend on. Amen. He's going to ask. Listen, there's things in my life and there's things in our family that, that I'd love to see happen. They haven't yet. But I'm going to tell you what. Elijah died. But yet when they threw a man in on top of his bones, there was enough God left in the bones that it brought a dead man back to life. Amen. I may die, but that's okay. Amen, because I know where I'm headed. It's just because everything is not happening the way that I want it to doesn't mean that it won't. And if it doesn't happen here, I know I got the promise that over there what's going to be. Amen. See, the reason I guess I grabbed that lady's big toe, I know some of you have heard of Jesse DePlantis. I heard him share a story one time, and it was a young girl, and this has been years ago, years ago. And he said there was a, and this true story, and he said there was a young lady, uh, she was just in her early teens, I guess, maybe 13, 14. And uh, anyway, uh, I don't know if it was a parent or if it was a guardian or somebody she was living with. Anyway, apparently she, guess, I guess, had some money that maybe she got because maybe her parents had died or something. I don't know. But anyway, they had been giving her medicine for horses, a little bit trying to poison her and kill her. And he got a call, and he said, I normally don't go to the hospitals and pray because he was an evangelist. But he said, I went that day. And he said, when I went, I love this. He said, I took a baby Christian with me. He said, they called him Bubba and said, I just, he looked more like baby Huey to me. He said, he was tall about six foot three or four, about 300 pounds or so, big boy, and said, you know, said he was baby because you could tell, he said, he, all his tongues were, were buh, 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 buh. but he was buh, 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 you know, and said, we went into the hospital and said there was this lady sitting there. That little girl was curled up in a fetal position and said, that he told that young lady, the lady was sitting there, he said, we're going to pray for her, and she said, well, whatever. He said, well, you can leave. He said, because I didn't want any doubt in the room. I told her, I said, you can leave. And said, she said, hmm. And said, Bubba looked at her and said, Brother Jesse said you can leave now. <laughs> she left. Amen. And he said, I told Bubba, said, shut the door. He said, put your foot on it. And he said, the Lord told me to grab her big toe. And he said, I thought, Lord, I don't want to grab her big toe. That's her toe. She walks on your feet. I just don't want to do that. He said, he told me to grab her big toe. He said, I grabbed her big toe and said, I started praying. Spit was flying and said, I was just letting go and said, Bubba's over there holding the door. You can hear him beating on the door because she got security to come. Said, they're beating on the door and said, he's over. <laughs> he's praying, you know, and said, anyway, said, said finally, said, I finished praying. No change. Looked exactly the same. Said, Bubba looked at him and said, is she healed, Brother Jesse? And he said, Bubba, he said, the Lord has healed that girl. Amen. He said, Bubba opened the door. That lady and the security guard were standing out there. Bubba looked at her and said, the Lord has done healed this girl. <laughs> Amen. 
and they left, and she looked just like she did. Sister Hall, when I finished praying for her, she looked just like she did. When Brother Jim, I was telling you about, prayed for that lady in the hospital, when he left, she looked just like she did. Amen. The devil will want to try your faith and pull it away from you, but you got a God that you can depend on. Amen. And honey, he's not going to let you down. Amen. And when they went back, everything was changed. He said he was back about a week later. He went into that same hospital room that same lady was sitting in there she got up and left as soon as he went in the room that young lady was sitting up in bed and looking at him and he said you probably don't know who I am and she said yes I know who you are said you're that man that grabbed my toe and prayed for me take that devil amen So don't be offended if God doesn't answer your prayer you want to because he knows something you don't know. He sees something you don't see. And if you've lost a loved one that's gone on to be with him that you was hoping to stay, listen, it very well may be that he spared them from something far greater. Amen. We don't know. But if they love the Lord, I know where they are and all they're doing. If they could see. As a brother of mine preached when he preached dad's funeral, he said, I can see him standing there in the street of gold saying, well, what's taking y'all so long? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Amen. And that's what we need to do. We need to get ready to come on. It's that time. We serve a God that we can depend on. He's the God that heals you. Amen. He's the God that delivers you. He's the God that does all things well. Now, if Brother Sammy don't mind, like I said, I just feel led. I, I, I ain't going to tell you what I've been said uh, slightly, but I will tell you this, though. They, we were given a word that our ministry is transitioning. And I believe it is. And I'm excited. I wish I'd got in this thing a whole lot younger and had a whole lot more time. But I tell you what, I, even then it could have ended quick. But I don't know how much time I've got to tell Brother Sammy almost 29 years in the ministry. But I'll tell you what, the devil don't care how many days you got if you don't live in the days that you have. So you're no problem to him. Amen. But if you'll live for Jesus in what time? I know I got right now. And because I got right now, I need to do what we need to be doing right now for the Lord. Amen. So I'm going to ask Brother Sam, if you don't mind, brother, I don't want, I don't want to see you out of line. I'm going to ask you to come up because I want you up here too. And, and I want everybody here, you got a need. you got something that you need to be healed of. It can be a broken heart. It can be a sin that you need it out of your life. It may not be that at all. Everybody here, you look saved. Amen. I don't know. But that still doesn't mean you don't have something that the devil's troubling you with. Maybe you just want to get rid of him. You want to shake him off. You've been having trouble doing that. Maybe you've been hurt somewhere, and you need to be healed of that hurt. Maybe there's a physical need, an emotional need, a mental need. I don't know what it is, but the Lord does, and we all have. I want you to say, get some music going. Brother Sam comes up, and, and I, I just want to—I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. I won't be long, and like I said, I'll put the mask on if that'll help you. Uh, we want—we want to be as safe as we can, but I want you to come. Would y'all do that? Would you, would you grant this old preacher that tonight? Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Amen. Amen. Y'all got a song, brother, or something to be playing. And I know I normally don't do this. Don't mean to be out of line. Is this it?
it's full of grace and it flows from Emmanuel's veins. He came and he healed me. He came and refreshed me. He came and he washed my sins away. 